Lord been good to us. I'm not going to share anything with you that I thought I would. Just say thank you. Everybody looking at Isaiah 54, verse 2. I'm not going to preach. I'll show you what the Lord showed me in England. <clears throat> this is my year of Jubilee. Lord, the Lord strangely directed me to observe a year of Jubilee as I turned 50 this year. And so I laid down. <clears throat> big things that are big in my heart may not be big to others but they're big to God big to me and I laid them down and she laid some things down and took a year of jubilee debts are resolved properties returned restitution restoration resolution renewal the soil rest I've laid it all down this year just amazing what the Lord has picked up. Hadn't the Lord just been so good to us? <clears throat> Thank you, Harvest Baptist Church, for the monthly support. The Lord knows He's supplied our needs all these years. All these years. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things shall be added unto you. I'll be honest with you about something. I don't ever really pray about any needs. I don't. That was resolved in my heart decades ago. He even kind of scolded us for asking, like fretting over things. He said, your father knows you have need of all those things before you have. <coughs> really, if you're praying for all the carnal things, it's because you're not really concerned about the spiritual things. If you'd pray for the spiritual things and you'd forget the carnal things and he'd meet the need before you even had time to worry about it. Can I get a witness? I need $900 <clears throat> yesterday. God give us a world harvest Baptist staff this year. The whole church came to me. Whatever you need. Secretaries, computer technicians, they have a bush pilot, just the whole church, spirit field church, whatever you need. I was looking at one young couple just coming out of Bible college hoping they could help me part time. Year of Jubilee. Whole church. Our secretaries have secretaries. That's a true story. Resurrection Baptist Church, Calpin, South Carolina. Pastor Joey Wampler. God gave me a field director. He's got a secretary. His secretary has a secretary. We have five secretaries, and they all have another layer. And they're all couples, but anyway. So we have, now we're doing all kinds of things. Somebody's got to pay for it. I'm not going to ask those helpers to pay for it. I'm going to ask the Lord to pay for it. Um, 
need the man told me seven thousand dollars we can put that all of a big green tent in a trailer dropped the office on my property this year and it's just eight thousand dollars and those are my smaller needs I got three mission trips coming up for me I need about eight to ten thousand dollars every time I take a trip And this is a way of life, and it has been many years. And uh, to be honest, I've never prayed about those needs, never have. I'm not trying to sound spiritual. I'm just telling you, it's a way of life. If I go to pray for them, I get under conviction because that's really the category of worry and carnality. And, and I'm not trying to, I have other faults, and they're real big. And if I told you about them, it'd be gossip fodder for six months. So I'm not trying to make myself seems spiritual I'm just trying to help some of you with your American budgeting brain if you live for the Lord you wouldn't have to worry about those needs he even, re- he even scolds us for thinking about them sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof take no thought for the morrow you put a little put your little Dave Ramsey spin on that if you want to He said, take no thought for the morrow. What about your 401k? When the big blonde guy's gone, it's all going away. You know that's right. Y'all ain't going to have it when he's done. You ain't going to have nothing. As long as he's there, you'll be all right. Be glad the other big blonde didn't win. That would have been something. Some of you poor people are living for your 401k. When in reality, Christians have been told just to live for the big 1k. That's truth. That's not a cute saying, that's the truth. We're living for that thousand, that millennial reign is our retirement. He said, well, what if I don't, what if I don't take care of my future? You really think you can? Wow. I didn't know there was four of you. I just always thought there was three. So thank you. The Lord knows. I've been an evangelist 20 years and nearly 21. And the Lord gave us monthly supporters. I didn't have anything to do with it. And he's always gave us enough. It's been amazing. Always gave us enough. You can't make somebody send you money. <laughs> Y'all ever even thought about that? Hey, you, send me money. <laughs> well, that'd be great. Only God can do that. And we've always had enough to do what he's asked us to do. Always. Brother Stroud and Brother Dorsey and a handful of men here about two years ago, they all gave me a raise. Brother Stroud and Brother Dorsey. They said, we're already giving 100 a month. We love you. So we're just, you've been faithful. You've been doing a good job. For a few years. We're giving you a raise. 
doubled it. I thought that's pretty neat. I made a list of some good men that support me, and I'm going to ask all them for a raise. I really am. I'm going to say, hey, let me tell you what Brother Stroud and Brother Dorsey did. They gave me Have y'all ever walked into your boss and get, hey, how about a raise? I got permission to do that. I'm going to ask them for a raise. I've been saying that for a year. I hadn't done it yet. I keep forgetting. That's the truth. It's on the list. Asked other men for a raise. It's on my list. I just hadn't done it because by the time I go to do it, I get to thinking about a bowl of chili, a vanilla milkshake, and I just, yeah, take care of that later. This is my year of Jubilee, and the Lord has been doing special things all year. Can I tell y'all a little story before we go? If we was to leave now, it'd be an average time. And y'all know we'd be disappointed. What, are we turning into regular Baptists? We can't leave now. I've heard about them regular Baptists anyway. I'm against that. Tell you a little story. It's called, I think you'll enjoy it. Is everybody looking at Isaiah 54 too? Good, because I'm not ready to look at it yet. I'm going to tell you this, probably take two minutes. Early in the year, January, the Lord told me, take a year of Jubilee. I said, okay, Lord. What does that mean? He said, I want you to take your big summer meeting, big to me, and uh, let, let it rest. Let the red field rest. Don't do it. took me a month to say, okay. Because what I said was, huh? You don't understand. Maybe some of you do. Some of you have the same heart. But I mean, I'd quit breathing air before I'd quit a summer camp meeting. I've had one since I was age 21. This would be the 30th. Put up a tent. A little church called me to pastor. Me and Chris were finishing Bible college. Dr. Gray gave me permission to go ahead and pastor while I was still a student. And they didn't allow that. But Dr. Davis went to bat for me. His wife had been a Pentecostal before he married her, and she liked me. <laughs> True story. He was Bob Jones. She was Pentecostal. The two came together and found where you spoke, you know. <laughs> Dr. Gray said uh, they, they never let anybody pastor before they graduated. Found out it was out in the swamp, seven miles from his first church. And he looked at me and laughed. <laughs> Son, I fought the wild beast at Ephesus. If you'd like some of the same. <laughs> And he just laughed and walked out of the room. That was the end of the story. They locked him up one time. The deacon meeting when he was young, black, slick-headed. First business meeting, they threw him in the uh, pump house and locked him. And let him out when they're done. And one old boy roughed him up a little bit. He just chuckled. <laughs> Son, I fought the wild beast at Ephesus. You want some of the same? 
That was how I got permission. Anyway, put a tent up on the side of the highway. Stayed up two and a half weeks. Remember, wrestled about that third week. Lord said, do it. It was August. It was Florida. Lord said, do it. I said, okay. And a boy named Clint, truck driver's son, big old rough truck driver. He had burly, curly hair on his chest, and we all knew it because he only snapped up to here. Gene, Gene King, him and his mama loved me. They were rough, lived in the swamp, but they were God's little children. And his boy Clint from another marriage, from another whatever, Clint come in there, third week. Come in the week to be with his dad, 18 years old, and he got saved. I shouted for three months. He rode to meetings everywhere with me. Went that third week. I had a camp meeting every year. Lord said, set it down. Took me a month, and then I said, okay. And then I fussed at the, hat, you know, you're going to tell everybody to not come. I had an attitude. I said, you, you got all started. You shut it down. Okay. I was fussing at the Lord. He never even paid me attention. He was getting a Mountain Dew, like him and Gabriel were having a Mountain Dew. They were both like, dude, he's so goofy. So I told my wife and I told my pastor, I said, I'm not going to do the red field. I've surrendered to God. I have a year of Jubilee and let the soul rest. Like three... In my world, miraculous. Three things happened in the next 36 hours. One of them, God gave me a field director. man called me, Jeff Johnson. I'm quitting my job and I'm going to serve you. I said, wow, you're crazy, but that's great. Oh, my. Third thing's personal. But my phone rang. And the man said, uh, got a tent for you. I ain't asked nobody for a tent. I'm an evangelist didn't want a tent meeting. Me. Somebody's got to put them up, and then somebody has to preach under them without air conditioning. I said, okay. He said, it's the last tent Oliver B. Green ever used. Said the last time he used it was 1969. It's the year I was born, 50 years ago. All right, I need to tell you this. I'd pastored in Florida until I was 29, turning 30. And, and the Lord led us to move back home, even though I'd never lived at home. How many military brats we got in the house? A bunch of them. Lived everywhere. I was a ministry brat. Dad left Georgia when I was three, and I came back when I was 30. I kinned a half, and people didn't know none of them. I'm your cousin. Well, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'd be preaching a meeting and come up. That changed your diaper when I was. I said, you live long enough, you'll have another chance at that. <laughs> that days are coming. That days are coming. I hope you love me as much then. 
what I told him. I'm going to need some help. He said, Jennifer done told me to find people. Well, when I moved back to Georgia, then Ringgold, Georgia, right below Chattanooga. And then we lived, my mama's sister, my aunt, had a single wide, and a lot of y'all been having to put up with my preaching for years. I don't know how you do it. I mean, I thank a lot of you for doing it. That little angle wide, you know, the S fell off the front of it. And in Ringo, you had to get off Interstate 75 and go west on Alabama Highway because it goes to Alabama. And about four miles, my aunt had that little old rusty trailer. Me and Jennifer lived there 18 months. Okay, so this man's on the phone. One feller knew me that made it happen. Another feller didn't know me. Man with the tent. He said, we're going to give you Oliver B. Green's tent. It seats 3,000. My daddy reminded me, the last thing I said at the last Redfield was people are sitting outside. We've added on the tap. Brother Lane put wings on it. Brother Dietz went back with it. And people still in the hot sun. The last I'd forgot, but my daddy reminded me, he said, son, the last thing you said, closing the Redfield. You remember it, Brother Steve? You led the old preacher's choir. Brother Kelly was in the old preacher's choir. You said, the Lord needs to give us a tent to seat all these people. I wished I'd have said, the Lord needs to give me $3 million to, for purposes. I'd have known. I'd have said, well, the Lord needs to give us a tent. Well, anyway, this man's on the phone. So I was going to shock. 3,000 seat tent. Old canvas tent. They put it up two years ago, and the middle part was in good shape. I've seen pictures and everything. I said, yes. Okay. I, uh, what do you say? I accept. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Wow, huh? I mean, 36 hours since I'd laid down my works, and boy, did he ever start picking up his. Well, I thought for sure, Brother Strab, the thing would be in Greenville, South Carolina, up there in this the radio tower, Oliver B. Green, the museum. I thought maybe it was up in Pennsylvania, mid-Atlantic, so many meetings. By the way, my dad pastored in Bel Air, Maryland, 20 years. My brother Jason now pastoring that church in Bel Air, Maryland. And the last meeting in 1969 was in Bel Air, Maryland. I thought for sure that tent would be up in the mid-Atlantic. Brother Green had so much meetings up there. So the man didn't know me. And he said, uh, well, come get it any time. I said, yes, sir. He said, let me tell you where it is. He said, no, I don't know where you live. He said, but this tent is in Georgia. And I said, so am I. Hmm. He said, uh, you ever heard of Ringgold? 
and I sat down. I sat down. I said, yes, I heard of it. He said, well, you got to get off 575 on the Alabama Highway. He was giving me directions to go get it. Now I about quit, and I just grabbed Jennifer's arm. I said, come here. <laughs> Something's happening. And he said, you go about four miles west. And you got to turn right on Brock Circle. The little lane that we lived on in our little Englewood. Fifty yards past Brock Circle. Y'all have heard me. I've preached some of you. My little cow pasture, and God dropped the double wide on us. You remember that? That little cow pasture where I prayed for that eighteen months during transition. And did you know? You throw a baseball twice from my little trailer and hit the barn. And here's what he said. He said, yeah, a little over 20 years ago. God moved me there a little over 20 years ago. 20 and a half years. He said, a little over 20 years ago, that's where we parked it. God put a little preacher in a cow pasture in an old evangelist tent next to each other The Lord said, uh, uh, Dean needs a couple of decades. <laughs> Be ready for that. God done that. You can't make that kind of stuff up. My daddy, profound old country preacher, he said, I want y'all to know something. He said, God's a whole lot bigger than you think he is. And he said, number two, God's a whole lot better than you think he is. Okay, so then God took me to England. Went with Rob and Amanda, my family. Very special. I can't start telling them stories. It will be an hour. God done something for me over there. Is everybody looking at Isaiah 54? You ain't going to believe this. Hey, y'all. I crawled up in the back of that yellow box truck. I laid on that tent. I petted it. I talked to it. I grabbed the chains and the poles and crawl up in there and I just get a McDonald's coffee. Thank God for that good Irish family. They know how to run a restaurant. You know that's right. Get up there and just love all over that tent. So we go to England. God arranged that, the timing. I didn't know I was being a jubilee year when God took us. It, the England trip brought me a revival that I'd never had before. If the church started in Jerusalem, it restarted in England. The word was birthed in a barn in Jerusalem, and then the word was written in Scripture in England. Your revivals came from England. Your preachers came from England. Your hymns came from England. Your books came from England. 
Your missionaries came for me. Our heritage came for me. Leave me alone. So we're over there. I'm over there with British Rob and amazing Amanda. She's a superstar missionary. She is. She puts all my men missionary to shame. Just about. We're over there with Rob and Amanda. We go to William Carey's. We've done been to John Bunyan's. Done been to John Newton's. Go into William Carey's, the father of modern missions, in his little cottage, the little shoe cobbler thing, the little map where he was a school teacher, but then he had that map of the world, but then he began to make notes when he began to have a burden about the lost people on each country. He had a little verse in there, Isaiah 54, too. We walked out of the little house, and there was his church in the big oval Thing over his door, his verse, Isaiah 54 2. I didn't know what it said. It just said Isaiah 54 2. And the Holy Ghost almost punched me, stopped me. That's your verse. I had no idea what it said. That's your verse. You probably got it on video, Sister Amanda, because y'all had your. All, everybody had their phones going but me. I'm old-fashioned. I just remember things. And what if you don't remember? It must have not been worth remembering. But everybody had and I'm, I'm It's on one of our phones because I wanted a record. I told Jennifer, I think I told Rob, uh, the Lord just gave me that verse. I wanted to say it. As my, uh, Isaiah 54 <laughs> that's my, that's, the Lord told me that's your verse we walked inside and we had tea little old woman made tea we had tea 1,011 times while we were in England hey we had tea with the Queen of England she brought us in the palace with the soldiers and some of her family and, sat, and had that actually did not happen but I, <laughs> in my mind it was all happening. And then Rob said, Brother Dean, Brother Dean, it's time to go. Okay, I'm having tea with the queen, but I'm coming. Little old woman made us tea. Remember Rob? And I said, Brother Rob, you got the Bible on your phone. He pulled it out. I said, read me Isaiah 54 too. in William Carey's church. Over there, look what it said. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Here's a word for all of you. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Cords, stakes, curtains, tent. Pretty big. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your friendship. Thank the Lord that he put us in the family of God. Maybe convey to you just a little bit what you're giving to, to the World Harvest Baptist Missions. 
And I'll tell you this, and I think people know me, though I'm not singing a sad story, just how it goes out here, why we need help. I went to Milwaukee for a young man. I bought my plane ticket, got my rental car, paid for two other things that had to be took care of and another thing. I think it's $911 what it cost me. He gave me a $500 check and a $500 check. Love often experiences. Perfectly fine. Let's go back home. I got all the bills you got. Let's say $1,000. There's your paycheck for the week. But you don't think of it coming. You don't think of it going. But as a young man, and boy, he was hurting. And he's got a heritage. Oh, he's got a heritage. And he's got a downtown Milwaukee church that his grandfather and his father left him. And he looked at me strange for two days. He's raising the formal side of things. And I knew I was bringing the Holy Ghost, the Lord Jesus. He just looked at me. And I just looked at him. I said, I'll make him more nervous than the other way around. We looked at each other, and I outlooked him. <laughs> Fell in love with that little flock. And then the last day, he crumples down and grabs me. I need your help. That's worth $89. Make a difference in somebody's entire family life and ministry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And getting home, he sent me another check. Jennifer told me yesterday, sent a check, a little note. Wish we could do more. Here's a little more, three fifty. And I happen to know that he was hardly getting paid. And uh, but then you you walk back in there, and a friend from nowhere, a young couple that we know alone, just an eight hundred dollar check in the mail. Hell, Lord knows you don't. Don't even keep score on nothing. What y'all doing? Being Americans, You're supposed to be Christians. So I hope the Lord speak to you out of that. Always oh, been big tonight. Let's have. It's only nine thirty, Pastor. Let's have one altar. One more chance of obedience. Lord's been hovering. That dove is hovering so heavy. He's laying on us. Bow your heads. Sister Libby, play just a verse. I want everybody to stand. Some of you need to, I don't know what you need to do. Some of you ought to come and thank him. Some of you need to come and ask him. Some of you still need to go to somebody. Somebody needs to surrender. Somebody needs to believe.